Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is episode two of this season's Bald, Bold, and Gold. In this episode, we recap the first two weeks of what's going to be a hectic college football season, recap two Irish blowout victories, and give our preview for the first real matchup for the Fighting Irish in this week's game at NC State. And, of course, stay tuned for our immaculate gambling picks at the end. All right, fellas. College football is back. What's up? How are we doing? First of all, I want to start. Favorite part of Ireland for both of you guys. Oh, man. D, D, you go first. You want to, D, you should do the whole trip. Your whole trip. There's the scenery probably, right? Like just getting out in the countryside for both of you. I, I never I never saw the countryside. That's that's all time. <laughs> I, I saw, D barely left Temple Bar. Yeah. Uh, I saw the town. Uh, my most favorite my favorite part was probably like Saturday morning, game day, you get down to the main strip of Temple Bar, and I'm not kidding you, it was a sea of Irish fans. I probably saw 15 Navy fans the entire trip. Like, it, it was that like much of a home game atmosphere for us. So many people came out, everyone's smiling, drinking Guinness. Like It's like, I, I don't know if you guys have it in like, Chicago or Boston, but like the st- main strip in Cincinnati on like Red's opening day, it's like open carry. People are just walking around with Guinnesses on the street. It was exactly like that. The energy was just unmatched. That was probably my favorite part. Obviously, the stadium's super cool. Uh, the flyover, then these weird like helicopter plane combo things. I'm not a military expert, but that was very no. cool. I think, they're, I think they're called Ospreys. Ospreys. There, there we go. Uh, yeah, that was cool. But otherwise, like sick thing. And shout out to Beefin for getting engaged. Yeah. Very cool Shout for out. beefing. Congrats, congrats to Finn and Claire Rooney. Um, I'd say that my favorite part of Dublin, the flyover was really, really cool. One of the cooler flyovers I've seen, although it was a little mistimed. Came about a third of the way through the anthem instead of at the end. But, you know, beggar, you know, we're just splitting hairs there. Um, I will say the Saturday in Dublin, did energy was palpable, like he said. Um, I think the closest we'll get in Boston is like a marathon Monday. Um, which, which was, it was, it was really cool. Streets were just filled up and carry everywhere. It was, it was awesome. As far as the whole trip, I'd say that, you know, we did, we had a, we did a really, we put together a really nice itinerary. Galway, we did Galway, the Saturday in Galway we did was great sightseeing and, and bar hopping and then uh, playing golf in, in Killarney or in, uh, at Valley Bunyan was, was really cool. Play yeah, that looked, that looked unreal. I was, I, was at, I shot a 96. So my goal was to break a hundred and it worked out. Um, unfortunately for my wallet, I am so close to buying the clubs that I rented because they were just unbelievable. Um, so the, the, the far driver treated Tom very well. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a very cool trip. Um, I, I hope Notre Dame does that again, um, in the next decade or so. It looked, it looked awesome. I want to give a quick shout out to my grandpa as well as his birthday today. So oh, shout out to Happy birthday, birthday Gramps. He had a great time out there as well. Uh, <laughs> sad I missed it, but uh, we're back we in the states. Back state side. Yeah, and luckily, you know, we didn't miss too much week zero. One thing is, I extended my trip ten days, so I did not get to watch that much college football. So I'll be deferring to you guys there. I did catch the Colorado TCU game. That was insane. Um, but I mean, a lot happened. I think you know, as we kind of predicted, this season's wide open. It's going to be probably crazy to the levels of 2012, 2007, you know, those types of years. I hope that's the case, man. Like, uh, so we should start with Colorado because uh, that was definitely the biggest story of the weekend. I think, I think 
Uh, that team in pre- like Colorado on whole impressed me from a skill from a skill standpoint. I think Shadur Sanders went over 500 yards, which is mm-hmm. just, that might be the you know they just have like some freak things in there. I think Shadur Sanders going for over 500. Travis Hunter played 130 snaps, um, and that that picking off picking off the rail uh, on mesh is just yeah an, an insane freak athlete football player play. Um, and then the only crazy other stat too is like our our guy Dylan Edwards, man, four four touchdowns. That was yeah. Um, I am a fantasy Dylan Edwards owner in our fantasy league, so uh, I'm gonna hopefully <laughs> gonna reap the benefits of that. Also, Keon Coleman, we'll get to that as well. Um, yeah. I was admittedly a, I was not bullish on Colorado. I really I mean, did not think. I thought it was all talk. I thought you know once actually the ball was snapped, they'd kind of get exposed a little bit. Hand up, I was very much wrong about how effective their top line talent could be. Like we mm-hmm. knew that Travis Hunter was there. We knew that Dylan Edwards was there, but he's a freshman running back. Like four touchdowns in your first game as a freshman running back is unheard of. Um, and I, I didn't know what they had in Shadur. Apparently they might have a hooper. I still think the depth isn't there. It's a long season. Mm-hmm. There are no way big 12 contenders in my mind. Um TCU, I thought, just did everything they could to lose that game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Travis Hunter, very fun to watch. I don't know. If that can't else, last though. That can't last. Hundred thirty. Can't play hundred thirty seconds. I think yeah. he, he might. He might do it again this week because they have yeah. a chance. Every, every game they have a chance to, to win. win. Like I wouldn't yeah. expect him to play hundred thirty against Oregon or USC or. Utah. So what does he play? He plays defense side of the ball. I probably would put him there. I think he's probably most effective there. Probably have other pass catchers. Like I think he like yeah. if you're gonna try to stay in games, you have him locked down. Their top receiver, right? Yeah. I agree. I mean that like eleven catches though on that side of the ball. Yeah, like he's the number one guy <laughs> over there. Like he's I don't number know. One both. If nothing else, Colorado's must watch TV, which honestly I think that's you know what Dion was kind of hoping for in year one when you have no depth, at least pe- make people watch you. Mm-hmm. You know, that was fun. They put up, you know, it was a combined score of at least 80. I, I think it was a 45 42 final or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That fourth quarter was I mean, pretty wild. It was, it was also just like a fun, it was a fun football game, man. Like it was yeah. fun to be watching college football again. I was on the wrong side, I was on TCU, like, and I was mm-hmm. all over TCU. And I still had a blast watching the game. Once, once I had departed with my, and that was early in the game. Once I had departed yeah, that, with that went my, real early. Yeah, my TCU game. I was I was so happy that they were trading touchdowns and trading field goals. Like it was it was a fun game to watch. That's what that's what my Saturdays at twelve should look like every week. In terms of, you know, obviously Colorado's gonna be fun. But how about our uh, big man down in Baton Rouge? Oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy, I want Dude. this one. I want this one. Ian, you go um, first. Yeah. Uh, classic Brian Kelly. Classic Brian Kelly, where his team just missed opportunities early, didn't missed opportunities, and then kind of quit a little bit. I mean, Florida State mm-hmm. put their put their foot on their throat and just like kept pushing, and LSU had no answers. I thought the Florida State coaching staff wildly outcoached Brian Kelly's coaching staff, which I would not have expected. 
Like Mike Norvell, that was a statement game for him and his staff because coming out of the second half, the adjustments they made were dominant. Florida State looked really good. I don't think LSU's dead, but I could not have enjoyed that more. That was more. That was a lot more fun to me than what happened uh, <laughs> at Duke. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think for me, for me here, it was two things. I, I love the fact that the execution thing resurfaced. The fact mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of forgot that he 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 said on national TV that Notre Dame's players should be executed. Um, that was bad. But I was, I was, it was a good, it was gave me a good chuckle on the resurface. The thing that really stuck out to me here, and I think it's a coaching thing as well. And Ian, I think, I think I made a joke to you about how it takes, takes a few years to wash off the stink of Brian Poulian. But if there's 133 FBS teams and each team has three units, they have an offensive defense and a special teams. I'm pretty convinced that the LSU special teams would rank Somewhere between 399 and 390, uh, they were they were dude. They, they did not they did not take a they did not return a kickoff further than like the 20. Right, most of them were inside the 15. They were they were a mess on uh, uh, every facet of, of special teams. It, it was a disaster. I think that that reflects. I think that reflects on the coaching. Right, there's there's only so many special teams plays a game. You got to be prepared and you got to have your best players on the field too, right? Like we, we kind of learned that. That was one thing that Notre Dame turned around. And one of the things that Brian, you know, Brian Mason did really well last year was like he let his athletes be athletes on special teams. There's a reason that we got home on 12 punts, on seven punts in 12 games last year, right? Was this like yeah. a, just a, a, a bad vibes in, in Baton Rouge thing going on? Like the talent's oh, there. Big time. Uh, yeah. But I mean, they just never really looked like they were in it. Jalen was not impressive for me either. No. I thought he got severely outplayed by Jordan Travis. Uh, yeah, I, Jordan I didn't Travis is a great player. Go yeah. ahead, I didn't get the hype for Jaden Daniels before the year. Like This was a guy who had like 2,400 yards, 17 touchdowns. And, you know, he has a rushing element to his game. But like the Heisman love he was getting, people saying, you know, he's the first team all SEC quarterback, all that stuff was like out the window. Like the dude's. You know, he's an Arizona State, you know, mid-level power five starter. He's not a bad player, but I, I think we saw him, especially looking at the guy on the other side of the ball in Jordan Travis, there was a discrepancy at the quarterback position. One guy's elite, top of the game. One guy's not. As it goes many times, especially in college football, even probably more so than the NFL, the team with the elite quarterback is going to win games. Yeah. I think the Jaden Daniels legs are there, right? I think he's probably got like – he's probably probably got good good plus to great legs but he had a lot of trouble he felt like he was seeing ghosts trying to pass yeah. trying to pass the ball right like he's he just had no pocket presence whatsoever and he was if Jordan Travis and Jalen Jane Daniels both have great legs one of them obviously had the real arm and I think that showed in the second half and the better yeah. weapons on the outside Florida State wide receivers looked incredible even they really did. even like Johnny Wilson dropped Pretty much half the things that came his way, but he was so <laughs> wide open. He was so wide open in all of them. Like their their route running and like the schemes that Florida State offense is running looked very clean, and LSU could not adjust to it. Johnny Wilson's hilarious. It's Johnny Wilson. So tall. Yeah. Because yeah. A he's so tall, and B like he makes these he makes these great contested catches in traffic, and and he's such a threat down the sideline when he's when it's press coverage. But Jesus Christ, dude, catch the slant. It's oh wild. my god! He he dropped he drops the most wide open. It's almost like he's got yips when he's open. He's open. He's got like. I was looking at it too because I was looking. Pace. I'm like, 
I was trying to see if he was just picking his head up and see if he had open grass in front of him. I swear to God, he was looking it in. Yeah. <laughs> could not, did not have the stickies. It's it something it slimy beforehand, maybe like an <laughs> Italian beef or something. But shouldn't have had popcorn. It was wild. They, I'm, I'm, I actually think, especially what we saw out of Clemson yesterday, Florida State will be around in January. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're not under their name schedule. Who else is a big threat in the ACC? Is it Duke now? Is Duke the next best team? Louisville looks bad. Yeah. Yeah, that Louisville didn't look good against Georgia Tech at all. Um, NC State, we'll see this weekend, but I didn't see much from them. They, they, they oh, yeah, struggled. They struggled in at the rent. Um, which yeah. is not a typically terrible, you know, difficult place to play. But so is, is it is this natural to talk about Clemson now? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. take it, Slev. I think you probably got most eyes on that. Yeah. So I uh, watched it last night, and I rewatched the second half last night because it was pretty funny. There is a, there is a, a bit of a. It feels like there's a disconnect between, between the coaches and the players here. Like I don't know if you guys saw this, but like, Klubnik kind of just bypassing. Dab on the way to the sideline because he didn't like the play call. That like that that stands out, right? Like, you know, Dabo put all his eggs in the Klubnik basket, and he just kind of dissed him there, which is, if I'm a Clemson fan, it's concerning. I also think like this is an easy take because a lot of people are saying it, but I think it also is true. Dabo loves to keep everything in house, and sometimes keeping everything in house will come back to get you. And this might be one of those cases, right? Like you didn't go to the portal, you don't have receiver talent. Listen, I'm sure Duke's. I'm sure Duke's secondary is good. I would. I don't think they're great. Like I don't think they have corners the same way Notre Dame does. Their Clemson's inability to get separation on the outside was was bad, um, and they got two great running backs. Like I think Moff is really good, and we know Will Shipley is really good. But man, I think they each had a big fumble last night. I know Moff had one of the goal line they got returned, but like I think Shipley had the one early inside the ten. Um, yeah. It was that was that was bad man it was it was it was not good um the only thing other thing i'd say on it too is i you know i don't know i don't think riley Leonard's a top 10 pick i don't know if he's a first round guy but like he's i think somebody's gonna be i think i think somebody's gonna be really happy with with him as a second string quarterback next year and, and somebody progresses into an nfl starter because i think he's wicked smart and he showed really really good athleticism like i think i think he'll be able to make the passes as well didn't see a ton of that last night. He also didn't get a ton of help from his receivers. I mean, Jalen Calhoun had wanted nothing to do with catching the rock last night, but um, I was impressed overall with him and and the way that um, both lines of scrimmage for Duke they, they played really well on both lines of scrimmage. So that'll be a test for Notre Dame in a few weeks, right? Like you got you know sandwich between Ohio State and USC, but you know mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. It, I'm actually almost happy that Duke happy that Duke won this week because there's now no shot that, that game gets overlooked, right? It's no longer yeah. falls into that trap game category, right? This team's for real. They beat a, they beat a pretty good Clemson team. Um, so, do you got thoughts? I mean, yeah, I, th- I think you guys hit on most of it. And let, let's. It's not like like there's the game within the game. Clemson just had so many mistakes. Right. They, like, there's a talent. They, they, they still have more talent than Duke. Yeah, like it, you know, it they rush for two hundred plus, pass for two hundred yet plus. I think Dabo said they're like fifty something in that when that happens. Like typically, that's a game Clemson wins, but you know, their only touchdown, the only time they were able to execute when it mattered, they lost that game. I wouldn't say necessarily Duke won it. I would say more so that Clemson lost it. And yeah, Clemson's I- still going to be a dangerous team. They got athletes all over the field. 
But I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little less worried about that one now. I I cannot agree with you more on all those things. They were better than Duke. They just had the worst mistakes you could have in a football game. Duke is great. They good for them. Good win. Good home win. They're better than they've been in a long time. I I don't think they're you know top ten by any means. I was scared, and I kind of thought that like. We'll get to this a little bit front of the week, but I thought this was going to be a big turning point for kind of Dabo and his quarterback development and having Garrett Riley. And they looked really discombobulated. They really disjointed. And it's hard. They're still Clemson. It's hard to look that bad with mm-hmm. the talent that you have on the field, the recruiting talent you have on the field, and the coaching staff you pay to have. Um, so that was shocking. But I'm with you in Death Valley will still be super hard. Yeah, it, it it was it was almost D. I think you made a good point, right? That like, Clem, you know, this may be more about Clemson losing than Duke actually winning because to me, Clemson won for the first eighty yards of the field. Yeah. It yeah. was when they got inside the twenty, they choked it away, man. And like the only time that they scored was when they got a short field off a muff punt. Um, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, I think they drove pretty well. Uh, you know, there's a chance that. If they finish some of their drives early, this gets ugly before the you know this could get ugly before the half. Also, they had the block the block field goal. I think the field goal miss kicker missed twice last night. Like yeah, odd game, odd game, odd game for Monday night, man. Um, I was happy it happened. Don't get me wrong, it was I was happy for Duke and like I said, I love Riley Leonard and Mike Elko. I love Mike mm-hmm. Elko. Yeah, but happy for Mike Elko. But he's yeah. doing a great job. He's doing weird, a really good job. Monday game. Yeah, let's see. Any other big takeaways? Big week. Oregon scored eighty-one. Ohio State struggled. Uh, yeah. Ohio State did struggle. They, they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Might thought need some time, but Georgia won't lose any games. They won't lose, but they are as beatable as they've been in the last couple of years. Carson Beck didn't mm-hmm. look all that great. Um, love, no weapons. <laughs> Love the Carson Beck and McConnell Court hit the player pool for our fantasy league. Though. Yeah, instantly too. <laughs> um, he, I think people will realize kind of, or people in Athens will realize what they had in Seth Bennett pretty quickly. Um, Caleb Williams hooped. He's really good at football. Slev, you, Drake May looked good. Drake May looked really good. Yep, he did. Um, he looked really good. They could have a, a pretty special team there. I think um, South Carolina is going to be stingy. I think that I, I do think they are. Um, I don't. Well, think I got a question. Did you see the Beamer press conference afterwards? Uh, yes, but what about it? The, when he was like, "Yeah, we were trying to kick an onside kick at halftime, but the change." Oh yeah. yeah. What does that have to do with you kicking an onside kick with the chain did gang? He get, did yeah. he get the onside kick anyways? Did they? I think they recovered it anyways. I think I was doing – Maddie and I hung out the whole weekend at home, so I think I was doing dishes after dinner. But I'm pretty sure that they got the onside kick to start the second half. Yeah. So it was weird – to me, it was weird to hear him complain about it afterwards. You know? Yeah. He's a goofy dude. Anyways, we haven't talked about the Irish yet because, honestly, it was two of the most stress-free games I have ever watched. Um. Yeah, was it 50, 56 3 of 53 3 and then 42 to 3? So that's a pretty good opening season spread. You know, there's obviously not a ton you can read into these games, but if there's one takeaway, I think it's that 
number 10 wearing blue and gold is just a dude that we haven't mm-hmm. seen. We, we kind of knew this. But I don't know if I was expecting him to be this good. He is. The efficiency is crazy, dude. The 12, mm-hmm. he's play, He's had 12 drives, 11 touchdowns, one missed, one missed field goal. That is nuts. nuts. And and I think one of the one of the most impressive drives so far, and I love that we did this, was the drive at the end of the first half this week, where you pushed you pushed down the field. And, and I know and I know it's Tennessee State. It's not going to come that easy in the future. But this is a live two minute drill or one minute drill against a defense that is not the same one you've seen for the last six months. It's it's impressive nonetheless. I was. That drive was that drive was really well. I thought it was well coached, and I thought it was extremely well executed. There, it feels really different when he drops back to pass. You see him plant. You're like, oh hell yeah, I see something, and mm-hmm. he's gonna make the right decision, and he's gonna rip it in there. Versus last year, you're like, ah, ah, uh, maybe I'm there. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but that also Freeman feels the same way because he was calling timeouts uh, mm-hmm. in our own red zone with under a minute left in the half. So the confidence in the offense is entirely different. Um, What I loved, and you said stress-free, what's most stress-free about it is that all the question marks that I kind of had, and I know it's against two pretty subpar opponents, but the question marks that I had were answered in a very positive way. Mainly, I love love the way we distributed the rock too, man. Mm -hmm. Our, Our running back room is lethal. Absolutely yeah. terrifying, and like, I don't know how you get. I don't know how you get enough snaps for all five of those guys that can carry the rock. There is. Um, well, teams think, out. Let the young guys get them. I think we got four. Like, I think you got really. You got four and a half really solid backs, and it's nothing against Devin Ford, but uh, or yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah the one, the, the one guy who's a half is a former five star. Right, which is hack is not the right word, but he, I will say, yeah. pretty poor timing for your career to get knocked out because yeah. that spot is going to get snatched up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, you guys had to say a question for you guys out of the first two games on both sides of the ball. Could you pick one guy besides Hardman that you would point to as a surprise or kind of, I don't want to say MVP, but just one dude that's helped carry us? Um, I'll let you take this one. I need to think. I got two I, answers. I, go ahead, yeah, D, you go. Go. Well, I was saying because it hasn't been one player. It's like, you know, you look at Hartman, he's hitting a receiver if they're open. Like, Jaden Thomas has led, like, four receptions each game. Like, it's not one receiver taking the top off. The defense has a game plan for, you know. Would that be nice? Yeah, but they also have to game plan a guy that if you give him three seconds and five guys running routes, one of them's open, he's finding them. Like it's almost a consistency there. Then I'll say the O line. O line's been just destroying people. It's nice yeah. to see. Maybe not Blake Fisher. He's been a little disappointing. Yeah, I think for me, I think of uh, just uh, Jane Greathouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Jane Greathouse is one, and then Jeremiah Love was the other one that came to mind. Um, I don't think we knew what we had in Love. Right, like we've heard about Price. And, Campaign in the past. Um, it's nice to see all four of the guys, you know, behind us to make a comment to their own a bit. Um, and I love that you still have the lead back. I've been saying you have one great back and four really good backs behind them. But uh, Jaden Greyhouse, man, like you play in, you know, he's, he, he's Westlake, Austin, right? Out of Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Like, Club Nick. I guess. Right. Club Nick. It's funny because Club Nick, 
clubbing looks like he's seeing ghosts or not didn't play that well, not meshing with with Riley and uh, and Dabo, but but Great House looks great. And now I, I was going to attribute it to kind of like hey you go to you go to a school like high school like that you play in a system that kind of has you prepared to play in college, and I think it shows. Um, it, it certainly shows. I know we like I it, I hate bring it back up like beat Brian Kelly just talk about traits right what I think he really meant was like mental preparedness to be on the football field even um I noticed I think Tobias Merriweather's doing well because I think he's run blocking really well I just he hasn't had the catches yet hoping those come mm-hmm. but even like when we try to speed things up great house knows where he's supposed to be there's moments right. there's no moments I noticed where like Hartman's telling has to tell uh has to tell I just lost my train of thought has to tell Mayweather. uh May, Tobias. Yeah, Mayweather, Tobias where where he's supposed to go right like he just looks a little lost when when things get sped up so we're still waiting on Merriweather to get there I hope he does man he's talented and I love that he's run blocking well because like it's kind of how you earn your keep um but I think Great House probably is my final answer to the question that Ian asked Ian do you have an answer I I was gonna say Great House as well um this past week I thought Holden Stace actually showed out pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. He's still young. I mean, Mitchell Evans on that last drive too. Like he's doing his job. Um, I don't know the interior line. Really like what's going on there. I would say yeah. I feel like we're not giving a lot enough love to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, uh, I mean Jack Kaiser played really well. I thought yeah, yeah he, he, he needs more well. snaps. I saw yeah, he only yeah. played like 15 against Tennessee State. I mean, it's Tennessee yeah, State. Like, that's just to no, get him rest. No need to burn him. Yeah, exactly. Like, Tom, that's the exact yeah. reaction. Like, yeah. did he really? Yeah, he's been everywhere in those 15 snaps. Yeah. yeah, and he played – I mean, he even played some corner against Navy. Like, that was – I mean, I don't understand why he could he, he can play corner against Navy because they aren't a passing threat. But, like, yeah. that's still a pretty foreign place to be on the field when you're used to lining up, you know, mm-hmm. just that shade outside the defensive end. Um, so yeah, Kaiser's yeah. a good answer there from the defensive. Yeah, defensive and, and the thing is with the defense, and probably why we haven't talked about him is one, you're playing Navy. There's not a ton you can read into, other like in terms of scheme, you know, corner safeties. You know, we think of them as pass defenders mainly. They're not really getting much there. Tennessee State, same token, is an FCS school. You know, the guys you're guarding are more or less probably same level, maybe slightly higher than the walk-ons you're guarding in practice. You know, it's it's not the same thing. Like it's you don't see the same test. Offense, you can you can read into the execution. You know, are we getting like executing our plays? Are we getting guys open? Things like that. It, like that's my biggest takeaway is the defense is probably the adjustments after you know the first five plays of the opposing team. Every time, like, have we been prepared? No, because they've both come out in formations or with personnel that you know we didn't game plan for. They'll chunk us down the field. And then we've walled up. So uh, I, I'd say really you know, the adjustments and then you know not letting them basically do anything for the rest of the game. And we've been uh, – we've shown some good depth on the defensive line too, which was like a bit of a concern, right? Like I think we got our guys who look like they're going to start and be the, be the go-to guys. Um, but like have shown good depth all the way around, even to the point where like I know Gabe Rubio went down. Um like I think it's so funny because he looks exactly like his brother, but like Donovan Heinish played pretty well, right? Like in the mm-hmm. limited snaps that he got in the second half and stuff, they're both him and Kirk both built like fire hydrants, both wear the same wrist braces and tape their fingers. It's so funny. But 
uh, even he played even he played well. And, and the other point who seems to be popping, and a lot of the writers are calling it out is Burnham. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I like him. One of the like kind of themes we've seen is defensive line, like we've been getting plenty of pressure. We've been in the backfields, but we haven't finished as much as I would like to. Yeah, no, but on the front seven. You don't have many opportunities to finish against Navy, so that's yeah tough. I'm I'm, I'm with you um, against Tennessee State, but their quarterback could kind of move a little bit. So he was, yeah, he, he, he could he could move. They also weren't testing us downfield. Right, like they, they, they weren't running deep plays. Uh, there was a snap. I don't know if you guys saw this that they almost threw a touchdown pass on that we only had ten guys on the field. Yep. Um, and so that's a, that's a, kind of another point that I want to have is first quarter against Tennessee State was not mistake free, and they kind of moved the ball on us a little bit. Um, our backs had to work decently hard to get significant push. Um, and then there was some, a little bit of miscommunication and subs and stuff like that. So that's why you have these games on the schedule. Like I'm all for the Clemson, Florida state, um, games happening early in the season, but it is kind of nice getting these two under our belt. Yeah. And I, I will say, you know, there's three phases to this game, offense, defense, special teams, of course, special teams has not been that great so far i'd say no obviously no. we haven't re- have we punted we, uh, maybe yeah, maybe we have. like the, the backup second half of the tennessee game like yeah, that, Sam that's Hartman not drives real... have not ended in a punt but yeah so we re- haven't drives. really had the punt Ooh. Ooh, but like speaking of uh he better stay healthy because angeli is not ready to play big time football no nah. i mean he, he did a good job managing the second team or did i guess okay. he was okay he did first okay team, but a like were legit dump downs he got bailed yeah, out on that touchdown. I think he's probably better. Than it, it probably looks differently if he's out there with the ones than if than when he's out there with the twos. Like you gotta give the benefit of the doubt there. But I'm not gonna bank on bank on him picking us up if Sam Harmon goes down. Who do you think's better? Like who would you rather have on this team right now? Steven Jelly right now or Drew Pine right now? I like Angel. I'm an Angeli guy. I think my answer's good. I, I think his I upside's mean, much yeah. higher. But like that just shows where we were last year and to where we are this year to the fact to say we can't lose Hartman and the guy we'll take is still better than the guy who won us nine games. Yeah. I think Pine I think Pine's a higher uh, higher ceiling. I think that I think you get a lower variance with Angeli, um, but you potentially get a bit better high with Pine. It's close. I certainly don't think that the big three, even in Death Valley, even without Clark, I mean, actually, who am I kidding? Drew Pine smoked Clemson last year. Um, <laughs> I would say the, the, the big the big two, we'll call them now, Ohio State and USC. We're not beating them with Angeli. But, you know, he'll give us a chance in the other, well, we have eight games left. I, we, we still, we don't, we don't really know what we have. People coming up and saying, like, wow, like looking pretty good. Like Tennessee State's the worst team this program has played in a long time. We don't maybe ever. <laughs> just I'm I'm glad we did it. It was it was awesome. But that that's not a measuring stick by any means. Um we do we don't really, really know what we have. What yeah, I did. The band was great. Grammy uh, Grammy, Grammy winning band, right? Yeah, no, the band was great. I really enjoyed 
the whole day and the whole experience. Um, but walked away knowing that like we really don't know what we have. Feel good about what we've shown. You have to kind of take care of business, and it looks like we are learning in the right way. But I feel like it starts this week. You know, agree. First you know, real test. Like, yeah, first real test will be this week. The only thing I say is like to Ian, to your point, like you're not playing with your food. No, first no weeks, which is great. Right? Yeah. And I think we've had a tendency to do that sometimes in the past. So, yeah, once or twice, just a little bit. Yeah. So, in this week, not only is it an actual Power Five roster, mid level Power Five, we'll call them. You know, it's a road game. It's a raucous atmosphere. It's a team that Sam Hartman has honestly kind of struggled against. Obviously, like, take that with a grain of salt. I think Freeman and Dave Doran, NC State's coach, touched on the press comments. Like, it's a guy playing in a completely different scheme with different personnel. Like, the game plan NC State had against Hartman in 2021 is not going to be their game plan in 2023. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is a legit roster, road game. Thankfully, it's a noon kick. Uh, won't be as raucous. But, you know, this is kind of where we find out if we're if we're legit or not. I will yeah, say, Slev and I were pretty pretty quick to uh, hop hammer on the line. Vegas. Yeah, we oh, yeah. were pretty quick to see what, what Vegas that, was thinking of us. That game, that came via D, actually. So D gets the, D gets the assist on everything here. Uh, he was Here's the first D. one to call out the, the look ahead line. Um, I think this will be an interesting test. Uh, I was checking the weather. Um, just because this is really reminiscent of twenty was twenty eighteen fall twenty eighteen. Oh, that was that was a classic BK. Sixteen. It was our freshman year. That is a classic BK. Played them, played them in the hurricane, uh, and there was a hurricane swirling in the Atlantic and the South Atlantic right now. That looks like it's going to work its way up the East Coast. Lo lo thankfully, the models haven't pushed out to sea, um, which is good. But uh, yeah, I think there's. I actually checked the weather. Anyways, there's still going to be rain in Raleigh, so it'll be. A wet track nonetheless we'll see we'll see how we do um it played 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 in the rain in, in dublin a little bit for the first first half um i think brendan armstrong is good like probably jag plus right like <laughs> i think he was there was a there was a there was a second there where we were like just we want, this name. want we brendan want armstrong yeah right mm. and I'm glad, we, I'm glad we landed with sam hartman and it all it's all said and done but like I think he is something somebody you have to take seriously. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll see. Their D line, like they're going to be good on D line. I think even for a noon kick, Notre Dame's going to draw a crowd. Anyways, I think even for a noon kick, that place is going to be bonkers. So yeah, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to this. this. Is this is the first real real test here? We'll see if the last two weeks have been fluky or if uh, or or if this team's kind of going to be for real. It is pretty funny that people either become weathermen because they're science nerds or they're college football <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Slugs the latter. But uh, I certainly am. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Brandon Armstrong is a good player. I was really unimpressed by what NC State showed on tape week one against UConn. Yeah, bad. Am I missing something yeah. that UConn's entirely a different program now? And they made a bowl. Jim Mora. Jim okay. Mora. Sure. Jim Mora has this program go heading in the right direction. But I heard a lot of stink about NC State <laughs> on both sides of the line. And they yeah. were getting yeah. gashed by UConn's run game and giving up a lot of pressure. Uh, so it doesn't matter how good Brennan Armstrong is if we can get home pretty quickly. And I think that'll be 
I don't think they're as good as people think in the trenches. And we I can dominate so. there. Yeah, I mean, I and mean, we're gonna no... go ahead, D. Go ahead. Oh yeah, there's no Bradley Chubb like NC State yeah. or like a Jalen Samuels guys who go on to be like you know mid to high level NFL players. There's no one else that's jumping off the page. Even Brennan Armstrong's like a you know he's not playing in that in the league. There, there's no one with the top end talent like a game record type guy that you really have to game plan around. They're just really solid all around. And like you were saying, they got gashed in the trenches. Notre Dame football, the way we've recruited, we win games in the trenches. Run the damn ball. Let Hartman take the top off. Just, you know, but, you know, you can see what happens to Clemson. You make mistakes. You're on the road. Unfamiliar atmosphere. You can lose these types of games, even when you have much more talent. Now, I don't think that there's like a recipe, but yeah. if Bradley Chubb's there, there's the one spot where you have a mismatch. I don't see a mismatch really. Yep. In, in, like they are a solid team, but I do think ev- at every position we're better than them. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're also, I will say, I, even at coaching, I think you get, I think you get the better than two coaches, but Doran's a solid coach, and mm-hmm. this isn't his first rodeo bringing a top 10 team to uh, to Raleigh either. So, you know, I think he'll, he'll have his guys well prepared. Something, I agree that we have the, the edge everywhere, but something that, you know, should still be taken quite seriously. Yeah. Right, anything else we want to touch on? The Wolfpack? Not with the Wolfpack. We might be ready to move to our uh, rest of the week two preview here. I think we're getting our picks right. back fired up. First Can time. we do fraud of the week? Oh, fraud of the week. Yeah. Sure. I want to go last. I, I, I think. Um, you, can, you could have to wake up if you are, are really looking for one. There we go. That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start with Garrett Riley. Because Garrett Riley. I. I yeah. was told Lincoln Riley's younger brother, absolute savior, TCU offense, do the same thing at Clemson. And I said it earlier, he has a lot of talent to work with, and he put capital G garbage out there <laughs> yesterday. Um, you had a whole summer to prepare, and you're giving us that. So I'm going to go Garrett Riley, and I'm, I'm not fair. upset about it. Usually the frauds See, come from somebody who did me wrong. He didn't really do me wrong. I just thought he was a fraud. I'm gonna change mine. I got my own D. So if you if you need one, you can take the guys down on Waco. Take the guys down on Waco. Waco. Keegan Smith was just uh, over at our place. Uh, you know, coming to check it out. Shout out to him because he had Texas State and convinced many of his boys to ride money line plus twenty seven and a half. I don't even know what you had on the money line, but congrats. We love an unsung hero. But I just for wish, Mr. I just wish I was Mr. one of his buddies who he would have mentioned it to. Yeah, but for Mr. <laughs> Dave Aranda. Figure the fuck out, man. An in-state bum school Dude, can't be that losing that. Yeah, and they got. I'll go with that. And they got Utah coming to town this week. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Um, Are we talking about that game later or no? It's not on the not on the not on the calendar. Can um, we give a free? Can game. we give a free one? Thoughts on that? I think I saw <laughs> seven and a half. Is it seven and a half? Yeah. Is it anybody's yeah. lock? It's not mine. I got a different lock. It's, it's in Waco mine. though. No, it is in Waco. Um, we'll see. I, I think they do bounce back a little bit. Right. I, well, I don't have a true read on that one. Yeah, Utah plays really well at home. We'll see how they play on the road. Uh, my, I'll, I'll go. I'll keep mine down down in Texas for my fraud of the week, and this will be a spiteful fraud of the week. Is Texas Tech, man? I Ooh. I thought they were a dramatically better football team to lose in double overtime in Laramie to uh, a subpar Wyoming team is not good. Um, I, I was expecting a lot more than them. 
uh, from them. Now, there is a theory out there this week that you're going to have a bit of a dead cat bounce here, right? Like, like they're, they're back in Lubbock this week, bringing Oregon to town. It'll be a tough game. I, there was a point there where I almost locked up Texas Tech again this week. But once you're on the list, you gotta you got to earn your way off. So I won't be touching that game. But uh, Texas Tech, you are my fraud of the week this week. Wonderful. All right. Should we go to the individual games? What do you have for us, yep. All right. So we're going to start uh, with Notre Dame at NC State. Uh, we're, so oh, I think all of us originally took this game at seven. It's climbed to seven and a half at the time. I got seven. I got seven and a half because I was overseas at the time, but I saw the line. You're a good. You're a good friend for 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 facilitating mm-hmm. that for a bunch of bunch of people. You are the point guard of, of yep. our group of friends here. Um, but anyways, it's it's seven and a half now. It'll be a noon kick on ABC, I believe, maybe ESPN, but yep, on the ESPN it. family of networks for sure. So, what do you guys got? Yeah, I, I got us winning forty-one seventeen. I think you know we we, we give up a couple scores. I, I think our special teams might leave us with a couple more short fields that you know they can execute us on execute on. But that's seventeen. Seven of those come on a late fourth quarter touchdown. We're up forty-one ten. We run away with it. Estime runs for one twenty. Jadarian Price busts another long one. I think Tobias gets in the end zone as well. Sam Hartman continues to slowly climb up in the Heisman odds. So I think we cover easily. I think we smoke these guys. I love yeah. it. Um, one thing we haven't really talked about is how totally balanced our offense is, which I think mm-hmm. makes us equipped to beat a lot of different teams. Um, I like what you said there, D. I, it's tough to go another week without giving them a touchdown. I think we do. Um, I'm going to go with 38 to 17. <laughs> so I had 38 in my in my head as well. Um, we'll go. We'll bump up to 41, and I'll say uh, 41 13 for the Irish here. Uh, get an extra field goal, and uh, hopefully, you know, I would love to see. It's so it's so funny because Sam Hartman's played unbelievable, and his Heisman campaign is off. You know, knock on wood. Hopefully, he keeps going. Is off to a nice start, but it's almost like, dude, he, he only he threw for less than 200 yards last week, right? <laughs> like, you got yeah. guys. Yeah. Right. Maybe leave him in for an extra yeah, guy. We got right. guys throwing for five or six hundred yards. The yardage total is not gonna be uh it's not gonna be indicative of how well he plays. So like I think I think you know, there's people who said that before the season started, right? His touchdown interception ratio is gonna be far more indicative of how well he played versus his yardage total because it's gonna be yeah. different off. But anyways, uh Irish went big. Uh, I think they went big going away here, take care of business and let's move on to central Michigan. Um, all right, second game of the week. This one's the big one this weekend. Um, Texas at Alabama. Alabama is a seven-point home favorite. This is 7 p.m. Eastern on uh, – ES- I think it's on ESPN, uh, possibly ABC as well. But, uh, Ian, it sounds like you, you've got some conviction. Who do you want? Hook them. Hook them. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I kind of have to go with this one because I am going to see them play Oklahoma later this year. So I would love for them to do something special in Tuscaloosa. Uh, not getting too deep on this one. I'm just going to go Quinn Ewers is better than Jalen Monroe. And that's what it comes down to. Jalen Monroe is his first. I guess he played a couple big snaps last year, but this one's all him. 
Um, and Quinn Ewers has been there. He hasn't. So I'm taking I'm taking the long haired beauty and Quinn. I'm with you. All his hair off. Former former long haired beauty. <laughs> yeah. You said you're also on the horns. Uh, I'm on the horns. I also saw somewhere that both of Alabama's safeties are a little banged up against Ooh. a team that's going to air it out. Dang. We loved bang, banged up safeties. Yeah. Those are my favorite safeties. Mm-hmm. Banged up safeties on the other side. Xavier Worthy sneaks behind for a couple scores. Alabama wins by three, but they cover. The horns cover. Oh, oh, oh whoa. Way to thread the needle there, Dane. Um, yeah. I was impressed with what I saw from Jalen Milrow last week. I still think Ewers is the better quarterback overall, but I think Alabama's got enough in the tank up front and in the running game with Milrow on offense to hang. And I was really impressed with what I saw with the Alabama defense last week. I don't care who they played. Um, it's kind of like our defense, right? We can just play like a sound assignment football. Things look really good. Um, I think it'll be another tough test. And the fact of the matter is, for the most part, Saban's had his old assistance numbers. Um, I know he's on the back. He's certainly on the back nine, perhaps approaching, <laughs> approaching, perhaps approaching his approach on eighteen. But um, yeah, I think he's got. I'll I'll save one more left in the tank here in Tuscaloosa for a big for a big non conference game. I'll take I'll take the tide minus seven. All right, next one. I think this is a noon kick as well. Maybe three thirty. I'll look it up now. Uh, but Nebraska heads to Boulder to take on Colorado. Uh, Colorado is three and a half point home favorites. I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea. This line swung like ten points. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think I know. Go ahead. I'm I'm still not bullish on Colorado. They don't have the depth. Um, you can't play 130 snaps. Come back the next week. And and play out well. Shador probably comes back down to earth a little bit. All that could be true. Nebraska is very bad. Nebraska <laughs> is very bad. Um, this is not on Colorado. This is an anti-Nebraska pick. Um, somehow, Dion's going to get his team to two and zero, and I'm going to take Colorado to cover. Um, did you make a pick? No. Uh, I think they do it at home. The atmosphere is going to be insane. And I think Nebraska just like doesn't have enough dudes yet. I don't think they ever will. It's not 1992. If you think about it, Nebraska, it's actually <laughs> funny what they did in the 90s. They did this with the JUCO route and essentially filled their rosters by just like picking up everyone in JUCO. It's tangential to what Colorado is doing now, but having you know 50 plus players in the portal. And I think I think there's you know a little storyline there. The buffs get it done. Yeah, we'll make it a clean, clean sweep here on this one. I, too, think it's the Buffs um, for two reasons. One, this is very anti-Nebraska. I watched a good chunk of the Nebraska-Minnesota game last Thursday. Um, and was what are we doing with our lives, Slef? What are we doing sitting down watching Nebraska-Minnesota? Was that was so a hell of a catch, though. Was it was a hell of a catch. And and uh, and what's-his-face was on the side. It was a Bateman who was on the sideline to see yeah. it, which yeah. is cool. Um, but, yeah, it was very underwhelmed what Nebraska put forth. Up, up, up Minnesota on Thursday, and uh, D's point to raucous home crowd in Boulder. Um, those kids know how to party, and I'm sure for a noon kick, they'll they'll be bringing the noise for the home opener. Um, yeah. Bottom line is, if you we'll go back to the same thing too. Like 
I will take Shadur Sanders as the better quarterback here. So uh, give me the buffs, cover the three and a half. Um, all right, next game. Next game, this is our last one before the locks. No, all right, we got two games left. Yep, so we got A&M at Miami. Um, Miami, four and a half point home dogs. They looked pretty good last week against Miami of Ohio. Uh, what are you guys thinking here? Slab, why don't you go? You guys, you always Yeah, go. yeah. All right, I'm taking A&M. I'm taking okay. A&M. Um, I, uh, I thought they I, – I, I, Miami, I'm like it's a little lukewarm on it. I don't know if I'm buying Mario Cristobal yet. Another offensive line was approved, which is which is good for them. Um, but I think I would. I think eventually, like Jimbo's going to catch some light in a bottle at some point. Um, and with the West being kind of open right now, um, he you know it would be in his best interest to strike while the iron's hot here. Um, so I'll take uh, I'll take A and M on the road in Miami. I got AM for one reason and one reason only. Wigman. <laughs> Connor Wigman. I forgot about that. God, he's playing quarterback. Is he still there? Oh yeah. He's starting. Yeah, he's starting. They got Wigman. They got they do have Wigman. All right. Um, you want you want to elaborate more or is that it? That's it. Wigman. All right. Understood. <laughs> this is like this is a game AM loses in my mind. Like they're gonna they're gonna beat somebody down the line, but I just don't think they're ready to be an actual good team. And this is a game that they lose in my mind. So I'm gonna go with Miami. Just because I think it's funny. It's gonna be funny yeah. when both these teams lose. Yeah, I love that yeah. these two teams play each other. Yeah. yeah. There's like, a this is a this is a win for college football fans no matter. Where people. is this played? This is in Miami, uh, right? In Coral Gables, I wonder if they'll get anybody yeah, show up to the game. There's going to be a, a a bunch of just weird people in Coral Gables this week. Yeah. They don't no they don't know how to act in Coral Gables. No mm-hmm. students. No, no students. Just a bunch of just a bunch of weirdos. All right, and we're going to finish with Cyhawk. We got uh, we got Iowa traveling to Iowa State. Iowa State is four point home dogs. What you guys got here? I, mean, I think Matt Campbell should have. Struck while the iron was hot and gotten the <laughs> hell out of Ames. Um, I think he's discovered how hard it is to recruit. I think Iowa still like their defense is still really, really good, and they showed signs of life on offense. I, I think they get it done. I, I think yeah. they'll go in and cover. At the Hawkeyes, D. Yeah, I'm with you, Hawkeyes. I I think Iowa State's pretty bad. Um, that. Programs heading in the wrong direction, as you said, Matt Campbell. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much everything you said, D, their defense is still there. Um, funny how I like Cade McNamara a lot more when he doesn't play for Jamal Michigan. Just like, uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for him now. I actually am. I'm like, maybe he's a good kid. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes as well. All right. I'll be the counter guy again. Uh, I'll take I'll take the Cyclones um, at home at home and Probably will be their biggest game of the year here, um, against against the cross cross state rival in Iowa. Um, I Iowa's offense, like obviously, it scored or the passing touchdown for the first time on on their first drive for the first time since the nineties. <laughs> Wait, there is cool. it two a wide receiver? I don't know. I don't know. For yeah, sure. if yeah. it was two a tight end, that would make me laugh. But you know, and they scored in their first two drives, which was great. So you got fourteen points. On your first two drives, but you only end up posting twenty-four. 
for the whole game. And that is concerning, right? Like you score on your first two drives and you're only able to net another 10 points for the rest of the game. Um, I didn't think they looked all that impressive. And Iowa, at home, you know, Iowa State at home here, I think this ends up more often than not ends up being a really tight game anyways. So if if not Iowa State outright, Iowa State within, within the number, keeping the field goal. Man, weird things happen in Ames. Yeah, always, always. I, Ames is a weird place with some weird bounces, and we play with a weird shaped ball. So might, yeah. might, might just be enough. All right, anybody got a lock? If not, I can go first. But. You go, go first. first. Uh, all aboard the Gavin Wimsett train. All aboard the Shiano train. We'll take oh. Rutgers at home. To to defend what used to be High Point Solution Stadium, we'll take Rutgers <laughs> minus nine and a half. Was it a credit union now? Chop, yeah, it's a credit union. I think. But yeah. I, th I think they should just they should just name both stadiums Jersey Mike Stadium. I agree. I, I, I'd be behind that, but we're going we're going with Rutgers laying the nine and a half. Man, Shiano. Who are they? Who are they playing? Uh, Temple. Temple. I think okay. Temple's bad. Okay. But, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll keep this a pro Rutgers pick, not an anti red Temple pick. I got a pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go down to the French Quarter of New Orleans. Ooh, this game almost made. I was, I was thinking that. I was thinking because we got Jackson Dart and old and the Ole Miss Rebels coming in yep. to New Orleans to try to put up a lot of points. Then try to beat the Tulane Gray Wave by seven and a half. That is disrespectful to Tulane, who are a solid football team, a New Year's Six Bowl team last year, a New Year's Six very fundamental New Year's Six oh, so winner last year, a fundamental team with a good coach and building a good program. You're telling me the, the opponent coming in Tulane is laying seven and a half? Disrespectful. Give me the Green Wave. Green Wave, Green Wave inside seven and a half. Ian. Yeah, and I will sprinkle. I'll more than sprinkle. I'll scoop a money line. On <laughs> Take a scoop of the money line. Yeah. All right. I'll round us out here. So, Tom, I know you talked a lot about the Red Raiders and how you're avoiding them. I am not, but in, in a different sense here. Because we saw the Oregon Ducks put up over 80 points last week. We're seeing them spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to put Bo Nicks on the side of buildings 2,000, 3,000 miles away from Eugene, Oregon. They're promoting a Heisman campaign. They are fiscally invested in putting up as many points as possible. So they go to Lubbock. The total is 67. I think Oregon's getting at least 55. That means I need at <laughs> least 13 for the Red Raiders, and that hits. I, I, think, Oregon, I think Oregon over blows or Oregon? Oh, I'm going over just the total. I'll go just the total. But okay. yeah, what I, was I, the total again? 67. But we saw them put up 80. They're fiscally invested in Bo Nix putting up insane numbers. Yeah, I, I think Bo Nix is probably our biggest uh, biggest threat to the Sam Hartman train right now. He's going to be <laughs> a tough train to derail. And imagine, I don't think it's saying happen. Like imagine saying that in 2020. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Bo Nix at Oregon and Sam Hartman at Notre Dame are competing for the Heisman. Bo Nix got COVID and turned into Steve Young. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DJ, I, 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 go ahead, Slav. Eddie, I was just, if, if you have something related to the picks, make that point because I have one slightly off topic. 
Mine's totally off topic too. I was looking at who voted in the AP polls today, and somebody mm-hmm. put Colorado above Notre Dame. Ooh. Yeah. That is I disagree. Um, disagree strongly. I mean, I, I I just don't understand how you ha- are allowed to have a vote next week when you do that, but to each their the own. AP, the AP poll is a flawed system. Um, the only other comment I'd, I'd make uh, as a takeaway from this week is I, I felt bad for the guy, but how about Oklahoma just actually breaking a grown man in Butch Jones? Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't, you, you can't be crying on the sideline. You are the leader of men. You are coaching, yeah, coaching some some grown adults there. Man, I, I feel for I feel for him though, dude. Like I, you know, I know he probably didn't think they had a chance against Oklahoma, but you prepare for you go through a long six weeks of training camp, man, where Oklahoma is is the focal point. And, and, it, the and Oklahoma you, you team get beat by seventy three. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like him just realizing where his like career was and where it currently is. Like, I think that's all, fair. Just it all yeah. hit him. Like, I am currently losing to set by seventy-seven to third stringers. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't good. That's that's funny though. That's funny. Thank you for bringing that up. That was a good mess. Yeah, I just I think just we should add. Maybe we should add Twitter moment of the week, and that that would be Twitter moment of the week for me. I think. <laughs> you think so? I, oh, I, that was I, good. The resurfacing of the execution video was a personal favorite. <laughs> Donna, we could take this offline, but what's the recovery plan for you? Just recovery like, plan just is kale. I slept a lot today. <laughs> I had a salad for lunch. I had a poke bowl for dinner. Um, I usually do morning lifts. I'm taking another day off of that. Where, where's water coming in the mix here? Uh, <laughs> I, I I drink lots of water. Okay. Just sure. But yeah. right here, D, are you uh, D, are you booked in for the uh, for the Zach Bryan pre-sale tomorrow morning? I am. You too for Brooklyn. Yep. For Brooklyn, which date? Twenty-seven or twenty-eight? Both. I got eyes on both as well. I got I got a set. The ladies getting a set. Nice, yeah. So is Matt. Are my ladies getting a set too? What's the code? Let's go. Was there a code? Nah, you, you still sign up. You probably can still. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna do that for sure. Right. Yeah, because he, he starts in Chicago. Yeah, he starts in the United States. March something. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, fellas. All right, all right fellas. Good, 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 good show here. Uh, Happy birthday, Gramps. Happy birthday, Gramps. Gramps. All right. Until next week.